Let's pray. Lord, we do thank you for this night, and we thank you uh, just for the uh, opportunity to hear from you, and Lord, we do want to hear from you. We don't want to hear from Tracy or I, either one, uh, specifically, but we want to hear from you, what your spirit would um, resonate in our hearts, uh, guided by your word, and uh, just have your way with us now, Lord. Please guide us and lead us in Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so, first of all, my wife is here this week. Second of all, how we kind of uh, decided that we'll do this, this is completely new to us, okay? Uh, Sitting up here side by side doing this, talking to you guys. Uh, it's completely foreign to us, okay? And uh, um, so basically how I kind of am thinking of it is, and this is kind of how we kind of described it, is that I'm going to kind of uh, be the uh, roadmap, the guide, the guy with the outline, right? And she's going to add the color. Is that fair? Okay. And so... Uh, she doesn't necessarily have notes. I know because she and I have talked through these things uh, extensively. And so uh, I know what's on her heart. And I hope, uh, my, my hope is that you guys will hear some of what's on her heart. Okay. And having said that, some of you know this lovely woman. And she can get fired up sometimes. So I have been given permission to go like this. And that means... Uh, as Siri says, rerouting, rerouting, right? So this means uh, she'll come back and, and we'll kind of redirect a little bit. Um, and she has been given permission to, like if she's got a, a little color she wants to add, right? She's gonna do that to me, okay? Everybody got the ground rules? Nobody's gonna get bruised knees or anything like that. It's just all in, in uh, good service. So. Reviewing. Week one, we talked about biblical marriage versus Christian marriage. There's a huge difference, and we've got to look to Scripture for the answers. Uh, We need to work towards having marriages that give the world a picture of God's relationship with the church. Ephesians chapter 5 explains all of that. Okay. Uh, Week number two, we talked about sort of what I would call foundational building blocks of marriage. Ephesians 5 and 1 Peter 3. Husbands, love your wives. Husbands, dwell with your wives with understanding. Wives, respect your husband. Let him lead. All right? Uh, The way we describe it, I take care of her and she lets me. Okay? That's Ephesians 5, 1 Peter 3. I take good care of her. And if if everything goes well, I take good care of her. Right? If everything goes well, she lets me. Okay? And so that's uh, how that works. So, um, just to kind of get us rolling here, so uh, tonight we move forward a little bit into some communication issues, challenges, forgiveness, Um, you know, now we're we're getting there, okay? Everybody good? Everybody okay? Everybody comfortable? I'm not, but you guys can be. Trace and I said, you know, we kind of agreed that if God can talk through Balaam's donkey, then so be it. We'll, we'll stand up here and do what we need to do. Um, Colossians chapter 3. 
<clears throat> Therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, put on tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering, bearing with one another and forgiving one another. If anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, so you also must do. But above all these things, put on love, which is the bond of perfection. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which, you also, which also you were called in one body, and be thankful. I love, these, I love that little paragraph there, because really, obviously it's not exclusively talking about marriage, but how much um, just our daily interaction with one another uh, is in so many ways best... best um, carried out in the context of marriage, right? Like Jesus said, uh, love God and lo- you know, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbors yourself, right? If you're married, who's your closest neighbor? Your spouse, right? And so all of these things, as what, I'd, what I'd like for us to kind of, in our minds, just, you know, all of these things, uh, love one another, forgive one another, dwell with one another, even the scriptures that don't specifically apply to marriage, Keep in mind, if we're married, they most definitely apply to marriage, right? And marriage probably being the most intimate example of those relationships that need to be carried out. So we need to be uh, put on tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering, bearing with one another, forgiving one another. If anybody has a complaint, even as Christ forgave you, so you also must do. And put on love, which is a bond of perfection, let the peace of God rule in your hearts, uh, to which also you were called in one body, and be thankful. So if we're going to do this, if we're going to live like that, we've got to work together. Is that fair? Those Living like Colossians 3 verses, I don't think I said the verses, 12 through 15, living those verses out in a marital context takes work, period okay? It takes work, and it takes communication, and um, in order to do that uh, lovingly, we have to consider the other person. We have to consider our spouse and what their needs are, and guess what? Men and women are different. You ever noticed men and women are different? Men and women are different. They think differently. They talk differently, and if they're going to live as one, they need to work to understand each other, okay? If I ask Tracy to scratch my back, just, you don't have to, but, oh, to the right, down, down, right around there, not too hard, yeah, right, okay, up, okay, right, left, okay, up, right, that's how we scratch backs, right, now, it's not all about me, right, like, I could do the same thing, right, left, left, up, down, down. middle, middle, okay, up, this is how we roll, right, not how you guys roll, right, how do I, would it be, would it not be ridiculous for me to assume that I know where she itches? Right? Need your back scratch? You're good, babe. Right? Is that how we scratch somebody's back? No. We, we, we have to share information with a person who doesn't fully understand who we are or what we're experiencing. Is that fair? Does that make sense? It seems obvious, but we don't live like it's obvious, right? We assume a lot in marriage, and we need to not do that. So 
in order to do this, we need to be willing to have these times where we work together. We need to be willing to have awkward conversations, okay? So we're going to have one. Just because we are so endeared to you guys, we're going to go through the pain of having an awkward conversation with you, okay? Is that fair? Because we want to set the example for you to have awkward conversations with each other, right? Anna was asking me uh, this afternoon. She said, so, Dad, you get, you get less nervous each time you're, you know, this marriage class goes on? And I'm like, she, and then she, she's like, or does it depend on the topic? And I said, it depends on the topic. So tonight we're going to talk about the physical relationship in marriage. All right? Is that a relevant part of marriage? Okay, I won't ask for show of hands. It's a relevant part of marriage. And uh, the reality is uh, we would agree that this is a sensitive topic, but it's complicated. It's very complicated. And I think as I think through it, we, when we were, before we were married, even uh, I think somewhat uh, in our married life, we've heard some pretty unbiblical Christian advice related to our physical relationship together, okay? And so reality is there's a lot of bad advice out there. There's a lot of garbage out there, right? And um, so number one, I don't want you to, say, to walk out here, what did they talk about? Well, they talked about sex. No, what we talked about was how to work through delicate topics, work together as a couple, being one, okay? And so that's very important. Um, just so happens I'm a pastor and a doctor, so I think I have some information on this, okay? Uh, it's um, probably hard to find healthy, open, bi biblical information on this topic that you can kind of sort through. Um, this situation, this part of our relationship is affected by lots of things, past experiences, our phase of life, our physical condition, our worldly influence, all those things have been used by the enemy for great destruction, right? And there's lots of destruction that the enemy has, has pulled off in this topic. And, and yet, I think it's help, helpful, it's actually necessary, I'm going to call it necessary, for us to talk about this in a, in a Christian marriage class, in a biblical marriage class, because the scripture talks about it. Scripture doesn't ignore it. And I think probably we shouldn't ignore it, and we should probably uh, handle it uh, with some maturity. So, it's also a great example of how we can seek God for wisdom through his word, as well as every area of our life. Can you elaborate on that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was thinking about how we have um, the creator of the universe, and he made our bodies, and they're obviously different. And he also gave us this incredible book that he wants to use to communicate with us. And, um, and he wants us, how many times does he say, seek me, seek me, seek me? And, and if, you, if you back up and you look at what he says about marriage, he says a, a, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. And of all the areas that God wants us to seek him in, this is one. But unfortunately, like in our world, sometimes we, we almost forget to seek him. 
Like we live in the information age where if I have a question, I just walk over to the computer, okay, like what do I do about this? What do I do about this? And, and we forget. Don't Google this topic on your computer. <laughs> that our heavenly <coughs> father who designed our bodies, who made them to respond the way they do. I mean, he could, he could have made kids by shaking hands. I mean, he could have made it so we shake hands, we have kids, you know, but that's not how he did it. He made it this wonderful, incredible gift that he wants to bless, but he also wants us to ask him. And just like, and I was thinking about like, like um, it's kind of a, an example recently in my life, my shoulder started really hurting. Like I did something stupid, I was trying to be cool and do some pull-ups and I hurt my shoulder. And um, Cooler. And so, you know, I don't wanna go get anybody to help me with my shoulder. And so I do ask the Lord like, Lord, could you do something about my shoulder? And it's like, then someone recommends a podcast to me where the guy is a physical therapist and he talks about your shoulder and I get the book and I read about your shoulder. And it's like, the starting point for where we go for information should be the Lord because he wants to not only speak through his word, but he also directs us and directs other things our way. And so in this area specifically, don't miss God. Because if... Um, if the Holy Spirit lives inside of me, and the Holy Spirit lives inside of him, there's three people here, okay? And so our oneness is not two people, okay? It's us and God. And so when we are experiencing oneness as a couple, that is like, that is God's design, and he wants to bless that. But the enemy has ripped us off like, just like everything else in our, like anything that God makes that's good, Satan wants to just come along and, 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 and destroy it. It's like if I had, um, I was thinking about this, if I had a $100 bill in this hand, and I had a $100 bill in this hand that's a counterfeit, well, which one do you want? You want the real thing. Mm -hmm. Okay? So, oneness with your married spouse is the real thing. And that is what God ordained, it's what he created, it's what he wants to bless abundantly, and anything else is a ripoff. Sorry. It's fake, okay? Whether it's a romance novel, whether it's a woman on a screen, whether it's the thought of a former person in your life, all of those things, if it's not you and your spouse with the Lord, then it's, it, it's a ripoff. Yeah. And the cool thing is, oh, 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 you're good, you're right. is that you might have had a ripoff, but God, your heavenly Father wants to give you the real thing. And you can walk away from that. And so I think that's really important because I think that most of us have some kind of sexual baggage, mm -hmm. e either from, when, from our childhood, from, our pre from whenever, Okay. So I will go into okay, that. Okay, sorry. Yeah. I, won't, I won't get yeah. ahead of him. So, that's right. Okay. So, so, my, so, my thing is, seek God first. Whatever it is. That was is. colorful, don't you think? Seek God first. Back to the roadmap. All right. No, that's, that's, that's what I wanted to Don't be afraid convey. to ask him about the things that you think are insignificant, because they are not insignificant right. to him. Right, right. Think about how much detail he put into creating your body and creating you to be one with your spouse. Okay, it was very thoughtful. And so he wants 
to be involved in everything you're doing. Yeah. And he is. And if you're, if you're doing something that's a ripoff, you're grieving him because he wants to give you the best and you're settling for the counterfeit. So if we're talking about working together uh, to understand one another, working together to be one in this area. Again, this is, this is really physical, spiritual, and emotional. Uh, this is not just me getting my needs met or her getting her needs met or uh, anybody's needs. It's, it's spiritual, physical, emotional oneness, and it's very important. And so, um, so what are some barriers to uh, us having the kind of oneness as a couple, physically, spiritually, emotionally, that we want to have? What are some of those barriers? Number one, the fear of being vulnerable, right? I mean, we read it the first week, Adam and Eve were what? Naked and they were not ashamed, right? And I hope you know by this time, we've, we're here three weeks now, vulnerability is a bit of a recurrent theme, okay? Vulnerability is what is, is an absolute fundamental foundational cornerstone of a healthy marriage. And that is, I need to be vulnerable to her, she needs to be vulnerable to me, and when I am vulnerable to her, she needs to respond in a way that doesn't make me regret being vulnerable. You know what I mean? And when she makes herself vulnerable to me, I need to respond in a way that doesn't make her regret that. Okay? So the physical aspect of marriage clearly is vulnerable. And uh, so it's an opportunity really for us to get beyond the, um, the fear of being vulnerable. Uh, there's a guy that, that, uh, that I love dearly that goes to this church. He's, he's always talking about fear is one of the, our biggest ripoffs. And he's, perfect love casts out fear, right? And, he's, and he's, uh, he's always reminding me, don't be fearful, don't be fearful, don't be fearful. And so um, fear of being vulnerable can really be a barrier in this area, and we need to kind of get beyond that. Number, another thing that can be a barrier is guilt related to prior experiences. And again, this is a great opportunity to, um, to seek forgiveness from our spouse, to receive forgiveness, to offer forgiveness, and uh, experience the blessing of restoration. Okay? Restoration is a beautiful thing in marriage. And uh, we all, um, you know, James, I think, 4 says we all stumble in many ways. And we're going to stumble. And we're going we're gonna to need to be forgiven, each of us. And uh, we're going to have plenty of opportunity uh, over the course of our married lives to offer forgiveness. Another one can be religious preconceptions and pride. Okay? Honestly, candidly, um, I came into our marriage with uh, some prior sinful history. Okay? Tracy did not. Okay? But... She had, um, well, I'll let you explain it. Go ahead. So I would say that's a definition of terms because Jesus says that lust is the same as adultery. So on one hand, we could say, well, technically, you have more sin than I do. But no, because the sin of my heart before God is the same as the sin that was a physical sin. 
okay? And so um, one of the things that I struggled with was... Um, early on. Early on was uh, the thought of being compared, the, the, the thought of, like, I just couldn't get it out of my mind. And I realized that the things that Scott had done that he had taken to the Lord and asked for forgiveness for, the Lord forgot about because he chose to forget about it. And it was like, I'm hanging on saying, well, the cross wasn't enough. And it's like, God had to deal with me and show me, no, 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 your attitude, my attitude of like, well, you did something I didn't do. That was, my attitude was worse. Or, I mean, sin is, all sin is horrible. So, um, so when we have to, when we have the opportunity to grant forgiveness, we need to grant forgiveness because we all need forgiveness. You know, and I want grace and forgiveness for me. And so I have to, who am I to, to, to say anybody else doesn't deserve forgiveness? And so um, in our marriages, we, we're going to unfortunately probably hurt each other or we have hurt each other. And in those things, sometimes we have to forgive. And that's one of those things our Heavenly Father says, you know, come to me and let me help you. Okay, because on our own as humans, that's really almost impossible to do because we're this enemy that wants to keep reminding us, well, what about that time he did this? What about that time he did this? What about her? What about her? And we just need to learn to say, Jesus covered that. Jesus covered that. That doesn't even exist anymore in, in eternity. Jesus covered that. Yeah. And if we can take those things that the enemy's trying to rip us off with and think about turning them into spiritual weapons, like, thank you, God, for this amazing man. Help him to grow closer to you than I could ever imagine or believe. Like, if every time, if I would pray that every time I'm tempted to go down the wrong road in my thinking, what could God do? And how much then is the enemy going to want to remind me of those things? Because if I turn, if I start praying and start walking in spiritual warfare every time the enemy's trying to take me down, then he's going to it's, that's like that first, like resist the devil and he'll flee from you. Well, that's one of yeah. the ways you can resist him. Yeah. Okay, good. Um, and so again, I want us to kind of get a flavor for um, really marriage is the laboratory of working out things together, right? And this is something that needs to be worked out. It needs to not be ignored. It needs to be not uh, looked to through uh, worldly eyes or through the eyes of... of um, Satan that's uh, dealt a lot of counterfeits and a lot of um, misunderstanding, but we just need to look at it biblically. We need to work together and, and uh, all of that sort of thing. So these are all barriers to um, having the kind of oneness that we're talking about. What's another barrier? Uh, fear of physical limitations, okay? Let's be honest. We all have, we're in different phases of life, right? Um, if you're 25, you might not know what I'm talking about. If you're not, you might. Um, but I think of, my mind always goes back to this lady. This is funny. There's a lady named Mrs. Secor that we went to church with in the 90s. 80s, okay, in the 80s. Well, she was well into her 80s. She was living in a nursing home. She was widowed. And uh, we would visit her once in a while. And uh, I remember one time uh, we're sitting down with her. I couldn't remember if it was just me or Tracy, but I, Tracy, I think, remembers this story. But um, she says, oh, I forget what his name was, her husband. I think it was Herb. 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 Herbert, right? 
So you know she's in her 80s. Her husband was named Herbert. Um, and, uh, oh, she said, he was just such a wonderful man. She said, I remember when we went out on a date the night before he had his stroke that ultimately killed him. And she said, we went out on the town and we just, we went to a fantastic uh, restaurant had a lovely meal together and this, this list I mean she's like it wasn't that long before this time I think they were both in their 80s at the time and then we went to the symphony and it was just glorious and blah 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 and she's telling me this and she says and then we came home and we just had great sex and I'm like what was the symphony again <laughs> I'm like, are you kidding me? I didn't think, you know, and in my mind, okay, so if it was in the 80s, I was in my 20s, and I thought, people like, you don't even think about that, much less do that. And, uh, you know, so now I'm in my 60s, and she wasn't too crazy. And so, but it always struck me, like, okay, I'm a doctor. I don't see very many guys in their 80s that that's a regular part of their life, right? But what's that tell me? It's possible, right? So I go back to the scripture, right? Abraham and Sarah, okay. When Isaac was born, she was 90, he was 100. Now you could say, okay, that was divine providence and that was uh, part of, you know, God's sovereign plan to, you know, the Jewish nation and all that. Well, wait a minute, what about after, Ab after Sarah died? Abraham got remarried to Keturah, right? And had a bazillion more kids, right? So maybe there's something there. But, you know, women and, men and women are different. Uh, the seasons of life are different. And uh, honestly, um, you know, if you're a young couple, there are ways that things that you need to work together to maybe communicate and and, you know, get through any physical issues that might be there. And, and candidly, you know, sometimes there's pain involved. Sometimes, um, you know, there's just lots of physical issues. But these issues can be... Go ahead. I was just going to say that yeah. I think for um, some people... Uh, because we don't have a lot of safe information, sometimes we, in our marriage, we might not even know how our own bodies work. And so I think right. that sometimes maybe what is missing the blessing that God has for us is because we're not informed. You know, like maybe we didn't take biology in high school or college, and maybe we don't really even know our own anatomy and physiology and how everything was designed to work. And so those are really helpful things to know, because sometimes, um, I don't know, like, sometimes you hear other people make comments, and you, and you realize, oh, I don't think that it's that blessing in your life that it could be. And maybe that's because you don't even know how your body was designed to work and designed to work together, and that it can be uh, not only great for you, but great for me, but great for us at the same time. If we figure out and talk about it and work on it together, it's designed to be this really amazing thing that God wants to just like bless because it is different than anything else physical that you can do. Like, because it's spiritual too. Yeah. And it's 
It's God ordained. And so if there are things that you need that, um, like I was going to, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt too much. So so if that's you and you need to know more about how your own body works, like go to like on christianbook.com and find a book about marriage and just know you got to sort through those because those aren't our, the Bible, but sometimes those conversations are kind of, it's kind of awkward, you know, but if you say, I got this book and, you know, I read this chapter, would you read this chapter? And what do you think? Is that how, is that how your body works? You know, and, and, and realize that this is such a huge part of marriage. God wants us to work on it. And so it's okay to set time aside to say, you know what? We study lots of things. We learn about all kinds of things. And this is worth learning about and studying. But it's really important that you don't go to the world for your yeah. information because it's a ripoff. Yeah. Okay? And so... The other, can I, I add one yeah. thing else? That, um, you know, you don't go to the world. You don't go to the, the, the pieces of this, of this topic that Satan has, has utilized. There's also a, a thing that I think that We've kind of heard people over the years uh, um, that had a little more of a Victorian attitude about about this topic, if if you will, um, where um, uh, I don't know the details. You want to get into this? I think they just saw it as like a drudgery. Yeah. Like I'm married. This is my obligation to my husband. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and when, if someone acts like that, then I know, oh, you know what? You're missing the blessing. Like, you don't know maybe what your body's designed and able to do. And, and so... Um, and so that's what happens when two people don't talk together, right? Uh, or don't kind of work through it, right? And so... Um, yeah, just so that's probably... It's kind of like rubbing your back. Yeah. Okay, yeah. like... I mean, our bodies don't even look the same. So how can I guess what's going to feel good to him? And how can he guess what feels good to me? And so if, if I'm doing this, like I said, where, where feels good to you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? And, and so if you take that time, you know, sometimes we just get our own little routines. We'll, we'll step back from your routine and ask the Lord, like, okay, God, like, what do you want for this, for yeah. us? And how can our oneness like reflect your love and your glory and and help us in that and one of the things he i think he's going to say this he hasn't said it yet is pray yeah okay like this is one thing like that really helped me in the beginning okay because of our backgrounds okay if you're in sin you're not usually saying hey god please bless this encounter right now because you're you know you're in sin but this isn't sin and so so we always pray first and, 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 and if you're not doing that, then, then all you got to do is say, God, please bless our time together. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's that easy. Yeah. Yeah. And, but it is huge yeah. because God wants to bless your time together. And again, okay, so I'm going to wrap this part up. But this is not just a physical thing. This is what I want us to get, right? If, if this is such a piece. Remember I said last week, you know, the whole idea about opening the boxes, right? There's the boxes that you open the Christmas box and then there's the, the next box and each box has like a greater prize in it. This is an area where uh, too often it's just easy to kind of uh, not go through the work of, of opening the next box, okay? And 
And I think that we can really uh, handicap ourselves if we don't do this. And so this is why we're both a little bit uh, convicted on this. Um, but it's important to realize that this is an area of physical, emotional, and spiritual health of a ministry team called a marriage. And it's, it's very important. And so, um, yeah. So, so how do we sort of maybe begin these conversations? First realize it's a command. First Corinthians chapter 7. Turn there if you would. All right. First Corinthians chapter 7. Now concerning the things of which you wrote to me about. It's good for a man not to touch a woman. Okay. So if you're single, okay, it's okay. It's good to stay as you are. Paul goes through that whole thing. But nevertheless, because of sexual immorality, let each man have his own wife and let each woman have her own husband. So that brings us into the context we're in. We're all talking uh, in the context of marriage. We're all married. Let the husband render... To his wife, the affection due her, and likewise also the wife to her husband. The wife does not have authority over her own body, but the husband does. And likewise, the husband does not have authority over his own body, but the wife does. Do not deprive one another except with consent for a time that you may give yourselves to fasting and prayer. And come together again so that Satan does not tempt you because of your lack of self-control. But I say this as a concession, not as a commandment, for I wish that all men were given as my, even as myself, but let each one have his own, each one has his own gift from God, one in this manner, one in that. And so, Paul's saying, you know, it's great if you're single, that's, that's awesome, um, but not everybody is. And so again, we're talking about the, the part that applies to marriage. But he says here, uh, you get the idea that this is the thing that should not be neglected right? He says, do not deprive one another except with consent for a time that you may give yourselves to fasting and prayer and then come together again so that Satan does not tempt you because of your lack of self-control. And so we believe God gave this command because it, ca it causes husbands and wives to work together. It causes, causes husbands and wives to share this degree of intimacy. And when we share this degree of intimacy, it does force some vulnerability it forces some transparency right it, it's just it's sort of hard to hard to hide right when you have a a healthy physical life and um and, and it's a spiritual endeavor you know men we read last week first peter chapter three uh husbands i don't i don't want to butcher it Husbands, likewise, dwell with them with understanding, giving honor to your wife as to the weaker vessel. Again, not spiritually weaker, but delicate. And being heirs together of the grace of God that your prayers may not be hindered. Now, how many men, how many Christian men want to walk around with a half-hearted prayer life, right? How many would say, Here's, raise your hand, we're going to have a class on how to have a lame prayer life, right? Sign up right? Nobody would do that, right? 
No man wants a lame prayer life, right? Well, the way to have one way to have a lame prayer life is to not dwell with your wife with understanding, right? And to not uh, be sensitive to what her desires may be and her sense of fulfillment. And if I don't do that, uh, then again, it affects my prayer life. It affects my, our emotional well-being. It affects all kinds of things. So, um, number one, realize this is a biblical command. Number two, realize it's a spiritual endeavor. Because it uh, says you, you'll, you don't want to give the enemy a foothold. Right. Like, how many of you would just, like, hand Satan the keys to your life? Okay, well, sometimes if you neglect this part of your life, you may be, like, almost, like, giving him some space. And so sometimes being together is like a form of protection. Okay, and sometimes we don't think about it like that, but I think that that's a very, I think that's a biblical way to think about it. And maybe when you think about, okay, what's my ministry, maybe this is part of your ministry. You know, and, um, and and I know that may be kind of like, oh, I never thought about it like that. And, and that's okay, because you, you know what? That's for, you know, Because we've not had this conversation before. <laughs> um, yeah. But that whole concept of like, this is a spiritual thing, and this is going to like give spiritual protection in my life and in his life. Like, it's like, wow, I never thought about that. Yeah. But it's, but it's true. Yeah. Okay. Uh, another thing, how to kind of maybe move forward with this. Number one, a uh, number, whatever we're up to. You know, the Bible says rejoice in the wife of your youth, right? Rejoice with your wife. Uh, enjoy being together. That, that sometimes, and, and you know, we talked, we talked the first week. Tracy and I have clearly had our ups and downs, right? There, was there have been times when it was no fun to be in the same room with her, much less in the same bedroom with her, right? Uh, that's just honest. And, um, and yet, as we work together uh, through those things, right, uh, again, we need to be settled in that this is God's plan for us, that we're married, we're, we're settling into to this life together. And I need to be content with her, right? There's a, uh, I'll just say it out loud, there's, there's another lie from the enemy that, you know, somebody else would be more fulfilling or, you know, uh, and occasionally, you know, I don't know obviously everybody's situation, but occasionally those thoughts creep in. And let me just tell you that, that those thoughts are from the enemy, right? And if, you, and if you need an example, right, Solomon looked to satisfy himself with women, right? 700 wives and 300 concubines, right? A thousand women. Now, I don't know, we don't know from Scripture if the thousandth woman was finally the one that brought him satisfaction and fulfillment, but I'm guessing not. <laughs> if, if you want my wife to rabbit trail and never come back, ask her about Solomon. Ask her, about her, ask her about her buddy Solomon. Um, but anyway, uh, you know, because it is kind of a weird thing, right? A guy with a thousand, a thousand women, right? That's just weird. And then we have a book in the Bible that's all about uh, his relationship, his physical relationship with one of them, and we don't even know which one it is, right? I'm going to ask God when I get there, but 
uh, that's a hard one, right? But that's clearly not God's design. God's design is for us to be a team in every way. And this is just, and, and the reason we're making a big deal out of this and devoting this time, number one, because we can't really do it anywhere else. I'm not going to stand up here and do this on Sunday morning, right? Um, thank God. Um, and you're not going to do it on the internet, right? So uh, we're having this conversation because this is probably the only safe place to have it. But, um, but if you can have this content. conversation, then all those other areas of conversation, yes. you know, they're, yes. they're probably not going to be as awkward. If you can have this conversation, you can have most conversations. Fair enough? And so that's, that's the reality. Um, yeah, and then pray. Pray, 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 pray. And it, again, don't feel like you have to, you know, be eloquent with the Lord. Um, and uh, honestly, for, well, for 35 years, uh, we pray every time. Okay, Lord bless our time together. And, um, and he does. And one of the other things, I think, if you're not used to thinking about God being there, like, sometimes I have to pray, like, God, help me to focus, okay? Or, Lord, help me not to be distracted, because I, I, I think a lot of women can, you know, kind of have this global thing going on where you know what this kid's doing and that kid's doing and what you've got to make for dinner tomorrow and what your mom and dad are thinking, or, you know, when they're can, coming can for I, a visit. And, can I interrupt one second? Men, particularly maybe as men get older, and maybe um, focus is a little, it, it gets a little more important, right, over time right? Um, ladies, don't talk about the laundry or the kids at that time, okay? Just, just don't do it. You can think about it and you can do that, but you might derail your husband. So anyway, go ahead. But don't be afraid to ask God or whatever it is. Like, like, God, what would bless him? Help me to be a blessing. Help me to be focused. Help me not to be distracted. You know, just help us to be really good. You know, God, God's there. He wants us to seek him. He wants to help us. And so I think sometimes we grow up kind of thinking like that this part of our being is somehow dirty or shameful, but this part of our being is exactly how God created us to be. I mean, I mean, like, it's so amazing, and yet it's so God. And so don't leave him out. And yeah. don't, I mean, like, like and, and, and a lot of times God lets us go through hard things because he wants to grow us together. Like, maybe you're in a situation where um, Maybe there's more discomfort involved, and you just need to ask God, you know, show me what to do about that, or help my body to respond, or whatever it is, just ask him. Mm. And, and God loves to answer the prayers of his children. Scott always says to our kids, I love to bless thankful kids. And that, I think, re reveals the heart of God. He, he wants to help us. And um, Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So... I hope you get the idea that clearly that's something that I think we need to talk about in a marriage class, but clearly that's really just a sort of a micro piece of a bigger issue, right? That we need to be willing to talk through things. 
we need to be willing as couples to have the hard conversations. We need to be willing to say, you and I are not the same. You're thinking differently than I am. I'm struggling with this. What you said there, uh, I kind of could, could be tempted to take that with some offense. Um, and we need to be willing to have those conversations, right? And so um, just to maybe kind of wrap it up a little bit, maybe some other kind of principles communicating and overcoming challenge together um, beyond the aspect of the physical. Uh, be honest with one another, right? I mean, that may seem obvious, but, you know, the Bible says the righteous man walks, how's that go, in his integrity, and his children are blessed after him, right? We need to be people that are marked by integrity, meaning uh, I do what's right when nobody's watching. I, I tell the truth when nobody's watching. I tell the truth because I know God. It's the honorable thing to do. And that needs to, that needs to, that needs to mark who I am as a person, as a, as a child of God. And if my wife, and here's, and here's as it relates to marriage, if my wife knows that I'm okay cheating on my taxes, and then I say, trust me on this one, it's a disconnect for her, okay? And so I need to be able to say, trust me on this one, or I need to be able to, uh, again, we're talking about being vulnerable with each other, we're talking about being transparent with each other, and, uh, and it's a lot easier if we have uh, integrity as a foundation of our relationship and as of our interact and with our interaction with the world. And so uh, your spouse needs to know that you're willing to take a stand for integrity. And maybe, I don't know, maybe because I'm, I'm a man. Ladies need to know that the man will stand for integrity. And I don't know, again, maybe this is just because of my world that I'm in. Uh, but there are times, there have been times over the years where taking a stand for truth was very risky, was very uneasy, and potentially harmful, or, you know, or, or potentially, um, I guess risky is the right word, right? But she's got to know that I'll do that. When push comes to shove, I'll do that. Um, we need to be quick to repent, quick to forgive, as transparent as we can. And um, remember, we all stumble in many ways. James 3, 1, that's where it is. Um, and if I don't forgive Tracy of whatever she might need forgiveness, then I'm guilty of pride, which is also sin. Um, and again, Tracy alluded to this. Um, you know, it's possible for God to erase memories, right? If I do something, if I do something stupid or I uh, offend her in some way, right? It's possible for God to erase that memory from her. And it's okay to ask that. 
you know, people so often say, well, I can forgive, but I can't forget, right? Well, God forgets, right? Says he remembers, he throws, our sin is like the east is from the west, and he remembers our sins no more. And so God is able to forget. Now, <clears throat> sometimes there are, there's, there's probably a slight caveat there. Uh, if I do something that um, damages trust, um, she can forgive me. She can even forget that situation, but I need to, re I need to rebuild trust. And so, and it's uh, okay for me to walk in discernment. And it's okay for her to walk in discernment. If I do something that she that where she needs feels like she needs to protect herself or protect the kids, she needs to do that, right? But that's different. That's kind of a different conversation. Um, but um, but I feel like in our world we need to always say that. Uh, and then finally, this is one we've tried to do over the years. Um, Never go to bed angry. Ephesians 4.26. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath, nor give place to the devil. Right? So, I mean, sometimes you stay up really, really, oh really late. Those early years, <laughs> we did not sleep a lot. <laughs> uh, you know. And honestly, but, but there again, God wants to be involved. And yeah. so, like, I can be in the, like, like just don't touch me, get away from me. I don't want to, you know, like, but if I would just stop and say, Lord, please help me. It's like, things just change. Yeah. It's like, if, 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 if you are in that spot where you are like angry, you feel like you can't stand each other. You feel like this is not worth it. That's the enemy. But if you just say, God help us. And sometimes we just, just think have about to that. the power that raised Jesus from the dead, the power that spoke everything into existence is right there in the room with you just saying, both like, let me help you. Yeah. But, he, but he's a gentleman, so he doesn't push his way in. And so but if you ask him, it could just change it. And you realize, like, no, we don't need to fight about this. Or, you know what, we don't, it's important to walk. The Bible says, how can two walk together unless they are agreed? So yeah. it is important that we come into agreement so we can walk together. But it doesn't mean that we're identical and that we have all the same opinions about, like, Solomon. Um, but... We need to come into agreement, and God wants to help us do that. Um, a couple of miscellaneous thoughts, because we're getting closer to time, is that being together is a op like the Bible says, you know, love God and and then focus on your neighbor. is It's an opportunity to let God work in your life so that you learn to focus on somebody else. Yeah. And sometimes I think when people struggle, maybe even physically struggle is because they're so worried about, is my body going to work right? How is, you know, this all going to work for me? Instead of just saying, God, help me to be a blessing. Mm -hmm. If you pray, God, help me to be a blessing, then sometimes, you know what, God just blesses you in the process. Um, yeah. Like, Lord, show me how to minister to my wife. Lord, show me how to minister to my husband. Um, if We talked about this when we were talking on the porch about one of the other things is, though, that the world is just so wanting to rip off. Like, I mean, we've had Christian cells. You know what? It's okay if you look at pornography if you're looking at it with your spouse. It is not okay. Like together. Okay. It is, it is not okay. And, if, and pornography is a real problem, but so are romance novels. Um, so is anything that makes you tempted to seek fulfillment sexually anywhere but with your spouse. Or tempts okay? you to be discontent. If something like revs you up, 
and it's not your spouse, then you need to back up and say, God, help me and get away from it. I mean, it could be watching the love boat, okay? I, I mean, it can be something crazy, you know, but the enemy's always trying to rip that off. Now, it's also important we talked about this. Um, I mean, there, there could be someone in this room that's struggling with addiction in this area, and, and that's a real thing, and that might... There is hope for that. So I just, we just wanted to say, we were talking about that, like yeah. there is hope for that and God can fix things, but that might be something that you need a little more with help with people who have experienced that and walked through that before. Because sometimes when we walk through something, God is equipping us to help somebody else walk through something. Yeah. So yeah. Um, if that's you or somebody that you know, then, then just know that there's hope for there that. There are resources too. out there. There are resources out there and yeah. God, he wants to bless his children. So, God wants us to work through stuff, right? And uh, God wants to bless every area of our married lives. And um, and sometimes it's okay area. to just ask each other, you know, let's have a date where we just talk. You know, like sometimes this is an awkward conversation. Sometimes the best place to have this is not in the bedroom. You know, sometimes it's just a, it's, it's a, you know, like maybe you're sitting in the car because, you know, the kids aren't in the car, you're in the, it's just, you know, it's quiet in the car, there's not a lot of distractions, you know, you're not looking at whatever needs to be picked up in the house, you know, but what do you think about this? And how, how is this for you? And is there anything that would, you'd like to see different? Or, um, you know, we, it's, it's hard to learn to talk to each other, but it's really rewarding when we do. And God wants to help us communicate with each other. And he didn't make us the same for a reason. Okay? He could have made us exactly the same. But he didn't. Because he's giving us the opportunity to seek him and to learn about each other. Yeah. Yeah. So. Usually at this point in the night, I give you a homework assignment. I'll let you figure it out. Let's pray. Lord, thanks for your goodness and thanks for giving us marriage and thanks for giving us each other. Thanks that you divinely in your infinite wisdom chose to partner us with the person sitting next to us. And Lord, there are times when that seems difficult or Lord, if we're honest, there are even moments, hopefully not many, when we think that maybe you made a mistake in that. But Lord, you don't do that. And so we thank you for this person we're with. And we ask, Lord, that you would supernaturally bless every, every aspect of our marriage, even the ones that require some work. And so please do that work in our lives for your glory, not for our own personal satisfaction, but although that's a part of it, but ultimately for your glory and for the opportunity to bless one another. In Jesus' name, amen.
Next week, last week, we'll talk about some sort of just some bullet point, more a little more practical. This is pretty practical. Uh, bullet point uh, ideas. All right, tips. We'll say. All right. Everybody have an awesome, awesome week.